0: Thank you for joining for us for the Conformed to Christ podcast, where we aim to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays, and with me, as always, is Jay Jones. Hey, man, how's it going? You that was a really that was a really sudden.
1: You almost messed up.
0: I I did mess up. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, it wasn't too noticeable.
1: <laughs> hey, that's the first mess up in like a hundred episodes on the
0: beginning. It's been a it's been a while since mm-hmm. I've messed up at the beginning. What's going on? Oh, uh, not much. Free
1: for all Friday. Free for all Friday. It is Friday. We're back um, after our little break, our one-week break. And uh, last time we were going to record, our parking lot had two feet of snow in it. Things have changed. I
0: don't know (laughs) if it was that much. (laughs) It was a lot.
1: Eh, At peak, it was close. Okay. It was a
0: lot. When When I walked... Up to the uh, to the door, the office door, the snow was up to about my knees. Yeah. I was watching cars get get stuck in the the street yeah. behind us and we're just not set it's like up. Like negative this stuff.
1: five. Like negative five. Now it's like seventy degrees.
0: Yeah. Quite the shift. Yeah.
1: Well, so shift of topic. I've talked about this with you off air. Um, I can't, I still can't smell things or taste things right from COVID after all this time. That's I Ran into another, another dad, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, baseball game, same thing, since November. Really? Yeah. Smell of like ammonia, everything that has an odor, if I can smell it, it kind of smells like an ammonia smell, like a pungent smell. Hmm. So I look it up online and they say like, yeah, this is a thing. They wow. don't know. They don't know anything about it. If it's going to go away, it's going to stay this forever. <laughs> like great, wow,
0: that is yeah. That is wild.
1: It's causing some people to have like major depression issues and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: that, you don't really think about the the little joy of actually being able to taste or yeah. or smell. I can
1: taste sweet things and okay. spicy things and that's pretty much the only like things that I like to eat anyway. See, that's not
0: good, Jay. <laughs> <That's>...
1: <laughs> so I'm okay. I, I can take like I can get a little sweet something. Like I can't taste the different flavors of sweet things. Okay. And then I just, you know, I can just eat salsa all day. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. Wow. Weird it is weird. Though. I'm
0: telling you, this is when you need to start eating healthy.
1: Yeah. I I broke a bottle of cologne in my bathroom. I uh, dropped it, and it broke, shattered, went everywhere. And mm-hmm. I could not smell it. Wow. Not a thing. Mm. Uh, cleaned it up, and it was good. You want to smell my foot? No. It probably still smells s- good. <laughs> my foot probably...
0: No, I don't want to... Wanna take s- my boot off?
1: My <laughs> foot probably still smells good. My feet, because I was walking in it. Yeah. But I have no idea. Mm. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... My whole bathroom apparently and room just smell overwhelming like, you know, a broken <laughs> bottle of cologne. What What about... I can't. Uh, I
0: can't smell it. What about the rest of your family? Can they smell?
1: Yeah, they can smell. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's just you. Uh, Drake has a little bit of issue, but not, not like me. Really? Yeah, just a tiny bit.
0: Mm. Yeah. This is such a bizarre mm-hmm. virus, almost as if it was engineered that way. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm there are
1: people who are having like heart conditions from it all yeah. kinds of strange stuff it's not it's not normal
0: you think there was some scientist over in China and he was engineering is like all right I'm gonna make it so they can't I'll taste tell you anything
1: that's I, I mean it's the Chinese Communist Party yeah for crying out loud yeah uh yeah I absolutely believe they were tinkering with biological things uh-huh. for weapons why wouldn't they of course they would History tells us anything we know that's true that they do. Yeah. just like Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union. I'm not saying that got out on purpose because you know probably didn't. They weren't expecting that. Well, they weren't ready for that. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. They're tinkering with stuff, some type of weapon, and uh, got out. Couldn't control. Or or what about this one? Since we're just imagining here. You know, they've got an old person problem in China. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough young people. Right. Because they had that, like, one-child policy, and it mm-hmm. messed. but it actually messed them up. Right. Now they don't have enough young people to support the old people. Mm-hmm. So they probably were trying to invent a virus that would only kill old people mm. and balance their population or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, who knows? It's just it's not a normal thing. You, neurological problems, blood pressure problems, heart problems, like what What normal really? virus or coronavirus, even a bad, deadly virus, does all of these different weird
0: things. I don't know. There you go. All right. Well, what do we, what do we want to talk about today, Jay?
1: Well, we've got kind of a theme that kind of runs together. Uh-huh. Um, shallow Christianity. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk about shallow Christianity. And it fits in well with the text driven Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about shallow Christianity. I think it's be good. It's needed. There's a lot of what's going on and all of these crazy things. Some of the clips will play or whatever. It all kind of ties together in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, shallow Christianity. Okay. So, what do you got? What are many things you got? I've got a surprise for you, but I know you've got several things. Well, I've Leonard.
0: got, yeah, I've got, I've got several things um, here for us. And, uh, if I can wake this up. Did you have uh, Pope Visits Pagan Temple on your 2021 <laughs> bingo card? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean
1: you mean he visited the Vatican?
0: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he just went to his home. He just went home. <laughs>
1: Reform joke.
0: Um no, this is uh this is an article. This came out uh, on Monday, I believe. Yes, on Monday. Pope's visit to Iraqi ziggurat to bring together several faiths and hopefully lure more visitors. So Pope Francis is due to hold an interreligious prayer service at the ancient Mesopotamian site of Ur where he when he visits Iraq next week. Huh. So he's going to Ur. Or the Chaldeans, yeah, we know that. That's where. Uh, that's well, where... you can
1: thank Americans for his ability to go to Iraq. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, thank you yeah, so much. Given the current, you know, the previous administration, he would there that wouldn't be happening.
0: <clears throat> um, so he's going to this uh, this ancient site, and uh, it's he's going to the Tower of Babel, yeah, basically, right. <laughs> <laughs> to hold a prayer service. He's going to this uh this this temple, this um it was uh it was restored in, in nineteen mm-hmm. And uh
1: Yeah, Saddam a... had a goal to restore uh ancient Babylon. He thought it's he a... was he thought he was gonna be uh the new king of Babylon. It's a picture yeah. picture for you. Uh huh. Did you know that?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's
1: the name of that guy, uh, the the king, that, that uh, ancient Babylonian that uh, everybody today the conspiracy theorists Nimrod, Nimrod, the Anunnakin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he thought he was going to be the new Nimrod, right. the new king of a vast Babylonian empire. Yeah. So he like he he invested a lot of money into excavating that stuff.
0: So this is uh, this is located 200 miles south of Baghdad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was excavated about a hundred years ago. Yeah. And it is. Um,
1: a lot of soldiers took pictures of that stuff. Okay. Just, you know, you it, know dates, how soldiers it dates
0: back to about 1900 BC. Yeah. But uh, so that's, I mean, that's interesting. I, nothing wrong with historical, yeah. you know, archaeological sites. But the Pope is going there March 5th through 8th. He's visiting Iraq and he's going to go to this site in Ur mm-hmm. and he's going to hold an inter religious prayer service which will be attended by Christians, Muslims, Mandean, Sabayan, Yazidi, and other religious minorities present in Iraq. And here's, here's what the, the reason is. It says the focus will be on harmony between religious groups in a service the Vatican has named, quote, prayer for the sons and daughters of Abraham. Mm. Okay. So here is, uh, here's the Pope. He's going to the site of a pagan temple, <laughs> and he's going to have an interreligious prayer service with Muslims, uh-huh. um, and they're going to pray for the sons and daughters of Abraham.
1: Do you know any, like, real Catholics? Do I know any real Catholics? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, like, Legit Catholics that actually, uh, not I mean, not like the Pope Catholics because I think real Catholics prior super annoyed by I this, would imagine by so. Pope. Um, I mean, like those yeah, that yeah. actually follow the uh-huh. teachings of the Catholic Church. They're like, yeah, they're I've
0: like, got uh, we had a, a friend back in Kentucky. He is now uh, an ordained deacon mm-hmm. at the Catholic Church, and when I say ordained deacon, we've got a lot of Baptists that are thinking about you know a deacon board. That it's is not, not like <laughs> that, right. Not, that is not what a deacon is. Yeah, uh, they lead much of the, yeah. of the service. They do, yeah. Um, they they do a lot of the religious they elements can, they can during do, the Mass. They can
1: do everything but give Mass, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Even do homilies and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, and then my wife's uh, family on her mother's side, there's still some practicing Catholics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law was a practicing Catholic before she became a Christian mm-hmm. um, when she was an adult. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. But um.
1: yeah, I've had I had a, a friend in the uh, in the army. He was le- he was like a legit Catholic, mm-hmm. and I would much more prefer that kind, right, than what this Pope is like. Mm-hmm. Like, because you can actually sit down and discuss. Like, they really believe stuff. Like, you really believe stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you can actually sit down and have a conversation with them, right. even a, a, a debate with them, because um, they convictionally hold to some things, <laughs> right. Um, but there are like the apo-
0: I mean, there's a lot of agreement between us and real Catholics. Yeah. Um, the Apostles' Creed, uh-huh. we would hold to the Apostles' Creed, uh, the Nicene Creed, the the deity of Christ, the the Trinity, the Virgin Birth, um, all all of these things they would they would hold to, same as us. Yeah. Um, but this Pope, not so much. Yeah. He's he has really introduced a lot of um liberalism and and universalism,
1: yeah, so he's he's trying to reinvent uh, Catholicism, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean it's again, it's good evidence. We go back to what Luther said. So often popes have erred and contradicted themselves, right You know, contrary to what Catholics would tell you that they had this unified solid teaching that's handed down from the apostles, history just shows that that's not true. You've got popes contradicting other popes you have councils contradicting other councils uh, and I think clear evidence today is seen in that this Pope is is he even Catholic like that's the question
0: yeah I, I would imagine that for a lot of the the Orthodox Catholics this Pope is he's causing all kinds of problems yeah um, but th- this whole idea that um, he's they're having this interfaith this interreligious prayer service for the sons and daughters of Abraham. That's a that's a problem that we have even in yeah. the evangelical circle, um, because there's this idea that because Jews and and Muslims, Arab uh, Arab nations trace their their lineage back to Abraham that there's some kind of there's there's something special about them uh-huh. simply because of their their DNA because right. they are biologically they could they could trace their line all the way back to Abraham and, uh-huh. and somehow that that has some kind of religious significance right um, that that's that's widely held in American churches right. today um, but it, it contradicts what the scriptures say. Yes. Because this idea that there's something special by being the son or daughter of Abraham um, was held by the Pharisees. Yeah. It was held by the religious leaders of Jesus' day. Mm-hmm. Um, and John the Baptist, he had something to say yeah, about he did. that, right? Yeah. He, he Je- sa- Jesus did as well. Um, he, he called them a brood of vipers. Mm-hmm. And he said that God's able to raise up sons of Abraham from these stones. So yeah. there's not there's nothing significant about being biologically um, related to Abraham and I know Jesus said that in yeah. in what John chapter eight.
1: It's in John chapter eight here's what he says to them um, he's this is a whole discussion about knowing the truth and the truth of setting you for I guess Jesus is expounding um, in uh, he's preaching, expounding what the sign miracles reveal. Right. So that's kind of the pattern that would go in John. Sign miracle, Jesus expounds, revealing, and they just, they are denying the truth. Um, and so it's all about the, you know, the truth will set you free. And so he gets into this dialogue with them, and he literally says to them, well, they say to Jesus, this is in John eight thirty nine. they answered him, Abraham is our father. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they say. Yeah. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. Now, you have to stop there and think, okay, what is he talking about? Well, we go back to the works that Abraham did, and also Paul helps us to understand this in mm-hmm. the book of Romans. Right. The works of Abraham is to believe God right. and to be justified by faith. Yeah, That's his works. Yep. He believed God and... It was accounted to him as righteousness, and that's what Jesus is getting at. Mm-hmm. If you were Abraham's children, you would believe God. Right? And he's like, "Hello, yeah, I'm right here talking to you." Yeah, that's and he, the whole and, point
0: he of this. Sa- and he says that that super controversial, yeah, um, statement at the end. He does that. Abraham saw my day, and he rejoiced. And he, rejoiced he was he was glad that he saw Abraham. my
1: day. And this is the same section before Abraham was. Mm-hmm. I am, and he tells them, "You're not Abraham's children." Right your children of your father, the devil. Yeah. That's <laughs> what he tells them. Right. And your will is to do your father's desire. Plot yeah. twist.
0: Um, and so we come to Galatians, and Paul is dealing with this idea of of um, you have to be circumcised in order to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it it all comes back to this idea that you have to be um, related to Abraham in this way. Mm-hmm. And so he, he just comes out and says that... Um, if you are Christ, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. Yeah. So it's not it's not biological. It's spiritual. Uh, it's spiritual. Yeah. And um I, I think the Christians say, by and large they they forget this. Yeah. Um, and so you've got this, we've got to support Israel no matter what they do, even though they're hostile to Christianity. Yes. Um it's it's illegal to proselytize. In Israel, mm-hmm. you, you can't just walk up to someone and start sharing the gospel with them. Right? Um, that's hostile to, that's the same thing that Jesus was was talking about in John chapter 8. Mm-hmm. You've got these biological sons of Abraham that are, um, they're not believing in the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, you're not actually children of Abraham, you're children of the devil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paul says, it's, it's only through faith yeah. that you are a, a child of Abraham. Yeah. And so, if there's anyone who is special as Abraham's children in the world, it's Christians. Right. It's those who are trusting in Christ. Yeah. And um, I, I just wish that more Christians would see that, mm-hmm. that they yeah. would understand this truth mm-hmm. and get away from these interreligious prayer services. Yeah. Because you, <clears throat> we you, worship. You want to be with the, the the children of Abraham. The children of Abraham they meet every Sunday.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean Jesus had just told them, um, unless you believe that I am He like right mm-hmm. before this conversation yeah same section right unless you believe that I am he you will die in your sins yeah. and we worship Jesus as the I am yeah as God yeah that's why we don't have we can't have interfaith services we can't worship, pray, sing with people that, that have not they're not bending the knee to Christ right. as king, <clears throat> Lord and king and as God.
0: Yeah. And that's not anti-semitism. It's not it's not Islamophobia. It's simply the theological truth that Jesus taught. If you if you want to worship with the sons and daughters of Abraham, come to our church on Sunday morning and come worship with the sons and daughters of Abraham.
1: It is the basics of Christianity mm-hmm. as taught by Jesus. Right.
0: Yeah. And this this is not it, the the verse before he says that is, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And then he says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. So yeah. regardless of your ethnicity or your background or your economic situation, if you are in Christ, you are a son or daughter of Abraham, and because of that, you inherit all the promises that are given to Abraham. Good. All right, I've got a
1: surprise for you now. I think okay. it fits. We did the Pope. Is the Pope really a Catholic? Uh-huh. So now let's deal with... Uh, oh, i got a surprise for you. Randy Tyler sent this to me, and he's like, okay. is this guy like a modern Martin Luther? Okay. And he kind of reminds me of a modern Martin Luther. This guy is a Catholic priest. I'm going to show this clip to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen a, a Catholic priest preach like
0: this. Okay, let's... I'm, I'm excited but now. But he's talking let's hear
1: about it. the issue with the bishops. Okay. And the president... Being a, okay. cath- a Catholic and he, you know, uh-huh. he's been, uh, he's a baptized Catholic. Right. But is he really a Catholic? You know what I mean? Okay. You're not going to believe what you hear, George. This okay. thing is 10 minutes long. <laughs> I'm not going to play all 10 minutes. I, I kind of want to. Okay. I'll play, we'll let it go for maybe four or five minutes. Okay. Because there's just too much fire in it. All right. I was, I was shocked.
0: You ready? Yeah, let's hear it.
1: Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing your response to this. Okay.
2: And on top of that, we've just recently elected. Catholic president, and he is Catholic, he's baptized, he is a member of the family. We've just elected a Catholic president who is diametrically opposed to all of the basic moral principles that are proclaimed by the Roman Catholic Church. Not only abortion and the sanctity of human life, but the sanctity of marriage and this gender silliness. How in the world did that happen? A Catholic. I'll tell you, if he wasn't Catholic, I probably wouldn't be so upset. He's a member of my family. He's the most powerful man in the world. And he is absolutely opposed to the basic understanding that God is the author of life. How in the world did this happen? You want an answer? I'll tell you the answer. Because our bishops have been silent for 60 years through bad catechesis and cowardice. They have barely said a thing. A few papers here and there. They speak. Uh, there's things they could do. You say, "Well, once you do something, I'm just a little diocesan priest. I'm a grunt." They're the apostles. They have the voice. I just work for them at their privilege. They can get rid of me tomorrow. How have they allowed this to happen? What is it that they really believe? How poorly have they educated you? Good Lord. Can you imagine if in 2012, Mitt Romney, who was running for president, Mitt Romney, who was a Mormon, a member of the LDS Church, when he was running against President Barack Obama, if he were a cigar-smoking, whiskey-drinking, coffee-drinking Mormon, can you imagine if he had won the presidency, the Mormon Church would have gone apoplectic. This This is not a representation of us. They just would have said, oh, no, 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 don't, don't look at him. He does not represent what we believe. Probably would have excommunicated him. But what do our bishops do? They just let it snow. I apologize if it sounds like I'm yelling at you. I am angry. It's a righteous anger, the same righteous anger that Jesus had when he drove the money changers out of the temple. He didn't hate those people, but he was outraged. With a sense of righteous anger. Righteous anger means I'm incensed at what you are doing to someone else. And I'm called to protect. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. I have to stand up for this. Jesus had to stand up for his father's dignity. So he wanted a clean house. And I have this righteous anger. I'm just tired of this. Angry to the point where I am tempted to say this. If you are pro-abortion... I am tempted to ask you to leave St. Henry Parish. Leave this parish. Tempted to say that. Because then I think, where would you go? This is not just this parish that teaches this. This is the Catholic Church. The Holy Catholic Church of God that teaches this. What parish would accept your views? Sadly, you would find one. And that is an indictment against the bishops. But God help that parish that would let your ideas foster in their parish. And so instead, I will not ask you to leave. Why? Because this may be your only chance to repent. To change your mind and to come to know the truth and finally embrace it. So I won't ask you to leave. This is your chance for salvation. You are welcome here. Even if you're pro-abortion. But your ideas are not welcome here and they will be given no quarter. The same with Joe Biden. He's a Catholic. He's a member of the family. If for some reason he would be in Buckeye on a Sunday, Joe Biden is welcome to come to Mass here. His ideas are not welcome here. And if you ask me a follow-up question, would you give him communion? No. Over my dead body. Not in t-
0: <laughs> What do you think of that? Oh, man.
1: He goes on for another five minutes easy. I mean, he just, I mean, wow. just
0: keeps going. What was it that Jesus said to the, uh, the young man? You're not far from the kingdom of heaven. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: I'd like to meet that guy.
0: Yeah. Wow, that was really good. I feel where like, where I, is he?
1: I feel like he and I could sit down and argue, like almost <laughs> come to blows and then be friends afterwards. <laughs> where, you know what I mean? Where was he? I think he's in Phoenix. Somebody send okay. that to James White and uh, get James White over there to right. talk to that guy.
0: Wow. Yeah, that was good. You know what I mean? You're going to need to link that in the... Uh, in in our I video, I couldn't believe it. I've never because i've been to
1: i've been to some Catholic masses. I've never seen mm-hmm. a Catholic priest even get come close to what what we would call preaching. Yeah, or having any
0: unction. Yeah, of any kind. Yeah, yeah. To have passion like that. Mm. Yeah, and actually be um Here's, zealous.
1: He he kind of reminds me of Luther in this way. That why is he the only one saying this stuff? If this is supposedly the teaching of the Catholic Church, right? How are you the only guy out there saying this stuff? yeah, like he's probably going to get kicked out or something? Mm. you know I wouldn't doubt it if they I imagine that this guy I in. imagine
0: it's exactly what he says. It's all about cowardice because the Roman Catholic Church is bureaucratic, it's political, just like the s b c mm. and so if you say something like this, I wouldn't be surprised if they come down hard on him because he's right. they can just take him out mm-hmm. they can just they can just remove him, yeah. Uh, it's not like a, you know. It's not like a, a Baptist church where it's it's the congregation that gets to decide. Uh-huh. It's I think we talked about it maybe two No, it wasn't Tuesday. St- maybe it's like week, it's week like ago, modern modern uh, Epis- Baptist episcopalian. Yeah. Like
1: how modern Baptist plant churches today, <laughs> right? With the mothership, and mm-hmm. then they select the pastor for you. Right. You have no say.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's right. It it probably is a lot to do with cowardice and um, just not wanting to rock the boat because you have to maintain your position because it's all political. Yeah. But and he's he's absolutely right that Joe Biden he's he is he is diametrically opposed to the the foundational teachings yeah. of the Roman Catholic Church. That's right. I and mean, he, we're we're not even talking about the distinction between Catholicism and Protestants. Yeah. We're talking about just the foundations of Christian morals. He he, he goes he's against he, them.
1: He goes on to say that of mm. the family, marriage, mm. human sexuality. This guy hits them all mm-hmm. in the rest of this clip. Yeah. And so he says the president is against everything, the foundational principles of mm. of how God has established the earth. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked. That's and did you should catch the snow reference? It's snowing. Mm-hmm. You know what he's getting at? Mm, I guess not. In Germany when it was snowing, but it wasn't snow. Oh yeah. It was oh okay. it was burning Burning of uh oh, yeah. human corpses. Okay. That's the it was a quick illustration, but yeah. it's that's what he's getting at. Okay. The bishops are what are they doing? Nothing while it's snowing. Okay. Get it? I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Because that's what that that's a good that's a good um comparison because the Catholic Church they didn't say anything against Hitler. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hitler actually met with the Pope and the Pope they came to some kind of agreement. Yeah, so there, there's the. Uh, That's good. Thanks for sharing that. That, yeah. was, that was really good. So you've
1: got Biden. I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. We would say he's not a. Uh, he's not even a Christian, <clears throat> right? But it fits in with this theme of shallow, because what happens is, yeah, okay, you have self-identified now, evangelical Christians, right? But you got the same problem. Oh yeah, right. They're not following, in any capacity or mm-hmm. any way. Yeah. Uh, what it means to actually be a
0: christian right and yet they that oh, yeah.
1: they're saying that they're a christian right
0: yeah yeah um, you've, got,
1: you've got several examples i think that well, we're going to y- talk about
0: i wasn't planning on bringing this up but the uh, the southern baptist convention executive committee just met this week and that's the that's the board that makes the big decisions mm-hmm. over um, our convention the national convention and um, they excommunicated four four churches. Okay. Disfellowship them. I think that's right, what they, they called. Yeah. They're they're not in friendly cooperation with the Southern Baptist Convention anymore. Yep. Um, two of them are because of homosexuality. Uh one of them was in Kentucky, Louisville, uh, St. Matthews. Um, big church, but they affirm homosexuality. They'd been um disfellowship from the Kentucky Baptist Convention for several years. I don't know why the SBC dragged its feet on this because the, the local association had disfellowshipped them a long time ago. Uh, another church, um, I believe it was in Georgia, that they accepted a same-sex couple huh. into the, the membership. membership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other two were disfellowshipped uh, because one of them, the pastor... um. He had been convicted of statutory rape Whoa. uh back in the late nineties hmm. and he was the pastor and I think the other one um it was along the the same lines wild stuff yeah yeah um but that's that's what it takes to get disfellowship from the s b c right it's it's homosexuality or it's now it they're yeah. moving into the um and this is this this kind of followed up with the me, from the me too movement uh-huh. they started emphasizing this stuff more um it, it, you you would think that the the national convention wouldn't have to make some kind of declaration a pastor can't be someone that is a sex offender <laughs> is on the sex offender registry.
1: You'd think that'd be disqualifying. You'd think that would
0: be disqualifying, but apparently, um, it's going on in the uh, Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, but I'm wondering when when are churches like Elevation Church going to get disfellowshipped?
1: I need to find this clip. Do you have it? Can you send it to me on Facebook Messenger? If do you, do you if you have it, I'll play it.
0: Okay. Well, while I'm looking it up, won't you?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, how many things can can we bring up about it? We did. Yeah. Um, when was that we- that episode we did? It wasn't even a free for all Friday, man. It was uh, pre. It predates this podcast. Do you remember this? We did a podcast one time, like three years ago, on Stephen Furtick. Yeah. Oh, it was for uh, for the f- and it was God kinda can't like,
0: God can't uh, override your unbelief.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of we analyzed his entire sermon. That was for the um, Christ Center Churches conference. That mm-hmm. was like a preview thing we did, like a promo thing. We did. Yeah. we recorded that podcast, but we should get that clip and and just post it as a Free For All Friday sometime, a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Furtick, pastor of Elevation Church. It's a massive church. Is it in North Carolina? Pretty much. He's got them all over the state north right. carolina or south carolina north carolina South. Carolina. I, I don't know one of them um and did you just found it um yeah, I sent it to you so he said he said some wild things before uh bordering on modalism well he yeah he uh,
0: uh yeah there you can find the clip of him saying you know jesus said that uh it's better that i i leave you and he says Jesus isn't he's not going away he's just changing, changing form i think is what he says i think he i think he says that that uh, that language of modalism yeah. that he's he's just changing forms yeah that's that's modalism i
1: think he was trying to preach from john 14 yeah um hmm
0: and, and he partners with uh, TD Jakes. TD yeah. Jakes is like, like his, his mentor. Hero. Yeah, his, yeah, his hero. But the question
1: is, how has the SBC not kicked him out yet?
0: Right? And how? How's he, he still? He
1: spouts heresy, and and so this this comes back to this idea of shallow Christianity mm-hmm. because this church is massive. There are tons of people there. Right? Apparently, no one can discern truth from error. Yeah. How? So this latest clip, I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, the clip where it comes from in the Bible is Moses' encounter with God at the burning mm-hmm. bush, where God gives his name. Kind of a big, kind of a big deal. This part of the Bible. Yeah, it's a
0: short clip. It's only what ten seconds. Yeah, yeah.
1: So get ready for this, man. Uh, let's see. Oh, what's going on? Technical difficulties. Oh, here it is. Here it brought me to Twitter. What do we got? We got nothing. What's going on? Oh. There
0: he we was go. trying to get him to see. Right, you got you to you start, start this thing. I right, am. Right. When God
2: said, I am to Moses, you know, my name is I am. He was trying to get him to see, you are as That's I cool. am.
1: I am Can be to honest Moses, with you? Moment, moment you know, of honesty. My name is. I. Am. So I've got a list, a list, a secret list, mm-hmm. and my family knows about this list, but now you guys all do too. I guess you're my family. A uh, people not, that I would love anymore. to punch in the face <laughs> if God would allow
0: that. I know, uh-huh.
1: I know he won't allow that. It's not allowable,
0: yeah.
1: uh, but if it were allowable. Stephen Furtick is in my top five. Really, guys, I'd love to punch in the face.
0: Would you? Would you tell me if I if I made it onto your list? I'd tell you.
1: Okay. Yeah, you will never make it there, George. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Goals goals for my life to make it onto Jay's list. Mm -hmm.
1: That list is reserved for super obnoxious and heretical people. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I I looked it up and they are still with their state convention and i'm pretty sure they're still aligned with the sbc and what's so frustrating is that you go onto their website at the at elevation um and they have a a page for what they believe and it's all orthodox it's all orthodox stuff right but then you listen to them preach and it's heresy it's just straight heresy Um, They had a. Did you see the uh, the thing that they did? This is months ago, uh, where they had people up on stage dancing, and they called it walking on water. Yeah, this is how they walk on water.
1: Walk on water. Yeah, and they're like dancing around.
0: (laughs) Could do without that. So (laughs)
1: stupid, man. It is. It's so. corny. it's It's, it's, corny too. It's
0: corny, but it's it's blasphemy. I mean, they're they're just they're making light. They're they're just being trite with um, these these stories from the scriptures. And um, uh, it's all it's all to the hoots and laughs and cheers of the audience. It's just a big show. I mean you listen to you listen to him say that. When when God said I am, he's trying to get Moses to to know you are, you are too. That's little God theology. That's that's Kenneth Copeland level stuff. And everyone just I, cheers. So they're me, like, Oh, let yeah. Let me ask you this question.
1: If that bothers me so much that he's on my list, Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think Jesus thinks of that? Right. We had this wrong idea about Jesus. Like, well, He's coming back mm-hmm. in the clouds, and it's going to be happy, happy times <laughs> right. for everybody.
0: Yeah, he's coming in judgment.
1: Yeah. He's storing up wrath for the day of judgment. Right. And uh, this this, this stuff here, man, it's, it's serious because, look, you got, there's easily 5,000 people out there listening to this mm-hmm. around him, and they're all cheering for it. Yeah. It's also humanistic.
0: You know, we it's have not this... about
1: God. That's one of the most uh, that section of scripture should stand you to cause you to stand in awe mm-hmm. of, of who God is. Like, oh wow, God <laughs> right. is God is, yeah. he, and He's getting at His essence of mm-hmm. His being. Yeah. He's eternal being, self self sufficiency. All you know, it's, and you're meant to go, oh well, wow, like wow, right? And instead, He turns it into, oh, you are it's all about you. You are too. Yeah.
0: Um, we have this idea that if this was so bad, God would just kill him. And I think that if Stephen Furtick really grasped it, he would realize that the longer he's God lets him live to spout off this nonsense, that's storing up more and more and more wrath for him when he does die. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like that's, that's God. God is being patient with him so that he'll repent. And I I pray that he'll repent because he, because he's, he's not teaching just little heresies. He's teaching damnable heresies. Mm -hmm. If he really believes this, um, this sends, this sends someone to hell and the longer he does it, the more wrath is being stored up for him on the day of Christ. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, um, but this is what we mean by the shallow Christianity, we have Christians that they hear this stuff and it doesn't bother them.
1: They have no idea what's even wrong with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And we've got people who are in authority who are higher ups and they just let it go on. Yeah. Why isn't he
1: disfellowshipped? Mm-hmm. We bring it back to that. Why is the SBC go that is as, is just as bad as that as what yeah. we just disfellowship these churches for? Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. And right. He's just allowed to stay. And you know why he's allowed to stay. I you do. know why, George. Oh yeah. Because they contribute a ton of money.
0: Right. Hmm. So uh got an email a couple of weeks ago from Ronnie Floyd. <laughs> you know who Ronnie Floyd is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the He's the executive director of the SBC. So he would be he'd be the the top guy. Right. Um
1: in many ways, he's more important than the president. Yeah,
0: because the president is just voted in; they can hold their term for two years. But the executive director, he's he's actually a hired position. He's actually there, right? Uh, no, I didn't get a personal email from him. This was, you know, sent out, out to everybody. Sent out to everybody. Just right. a general email. Uh, but I read it because it, it was um, it was a letter that he titled "We Need to Come Back Home to Great Commission Cooperation." Mm-hmm. And uh, this has been a this this last year twenty twenty was really rough for the SBC. Um, with well, two, it started in two thousand nineteen with yes, with the, 2019. with uh, you know critical race theory is right. it's uh, an analytical tool. Yeah, yeah, resolution. Um, yeah, nine. resolution nine. Uh, but there's been a lot that has still gone on critical race theory racial stuff it's still it's still going on um, they're they're talking about uh, you know the controversy over women women pastors
1: right we talked about that on here a few mm-hmm. uh, episodes ago
0: um, and so when I saw this I knew where it was going mm-hmm. so I had to read it but uh, let me let me read just a, a little bit of it it's it's not very long um, and you can look it up it's you can just Google we need to come back to come back home the Great Commission cooperation so this is Ronnie Floyd this is top Top, top dog, top guy. He's got a lot of weight. Um, he was a pastor for a long time. Um, yeah, he
1: was a bishop of his own little kingdom. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. So he wrote this. He said, The propagation of the gospel has long been the vision of the Southern Baptist Convention for more than 175 years. We have extended this call to churches to rally and direct our energies to this one shared vision, the propagation of the gospel. Um, he talks about the Cooperative Program. The whole purpose of the Cooperative Program was it was founded in 1925 so the churches could pool their money so that they could send out missionaries instead of missionaries having to come back home and, and try to raise their own funds. Yeah, The Southern Baptist Convention is going to, the, through the Cooperative Program, they, they send out money. Uh, We are part of a convention that cherishes sending and supporting missionaries' evangelism, planting new gospel churches, providing theological education to prepare those called to ministry and demonstrating compassion for those who need relief in times of disaster and great need. This is why the cooperative program's early adopters believe the strategy could become the best way to fund Southern Baptist work across America and the world. Uh, And he says, this is why we need to come back home to Great Commission Cooperation. He says, when we elevate every issue to be as great as the work of the Great Commission, we are going to jeopardize our cooperation. Baptists have long stood upon our deep and rich heritage of beliefs as stated in the Baptist faith and message and have uh, cooperated ultimately for one cause the Great Commission. I plead with all Southern Baptists to come back home to Great Commission cooperation. When we make every issue our top priority, we fight about everything. Contentions and threats arise and increase, leading our convention to have a poor testimony before the world. Furthermore, it rev- results in division, which is always detrimental to the propagation of the gospel. And that—that's just kind of how he goes uh, goes through it. Yeah. So the the idea that he's he is um, he's trying to get at is we need to be about the Great Commission no matter what that that is our central purpose that's our central goal everything else that divides us that takes away from the great commission we just need to to get rid of it and come back to this one unifying idea we've got to do great commission work yeah um and maybe you're listening you don't know what the great commission is because um that 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 phrase isn't in the bible Mm -hmm. um it's It's uh, usually meant uh, to go back to Matthew twenty-eight. Yeah. Go into all the world um, and and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. um, Teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. Yeah. Uh, That's the Great Commission. Um, So he's saying that that the central goal for the Southern Baptist Convention is making disciples of all nations and. Everything else that we fight about is taking away from that, and so we need to we need to get back to Great Commission cooperation. Yeah. Now, I would agree that the Great Commission, that is our goal. Yeah. That's what Jesus told us to do. He told yeah. us to go into all the nations and make disciples. That's what he told us to do. The problem I have is that Ronnie Floyd is committing this, this uh, I think, this either-or fallacy where it's either the Great Commission or it's contending uh, for the truce in in some of these these issues of contention. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that simply is not the case. That What he's doing is he's saying, he's promoting shallow Christianity yeah, in the SBC.
1: He is. Great Commission above all else. Uh, great Commission, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. Like right. that. <laughs> so yep. I come back again to uh-huh. the example from our local association. Mm-hmm where they met with Oneness Pentecostals for an evening of unity. Right. And Catholics, Roman Catholics. Uh-huh. Um, Oneness Pentecostals deny the Trinity. Right. They don't baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because they don't believe there is. Yeah, they baptize right?
0: in, in the name of Jesus' only, Right. right? Uh,
1: so here's just one prime example. hmm We're seen as dividers. <laughs> right. We're the dividers, George, yeah. because we won't partner now with the local association. Uh-huh. Because we see them as so compromised Yeah.
0: right now now is that detrimental to the great commission i would say no if we don't cooperate if we're if we're if we're um so so stuck on this that we won't cooperate with them is that detrimental to the great commission
1: i would say they're detrimental to the great commission and uh, we're not—we're promoting the Great Commission. Yeah. you can't always point to the evidence of growth, but we have one of the only growing churches in this association. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we—and uh, we don't do anything that like 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 they would promote to grow churches, like Ronnie Floyd would do to mm-hmm. pr- promote and grow churches. Right. I mean, this is the guy, after all. Let's not forget who Ronnie Floyd is. He's the guy <laughs> right. who had a fire engine baptismal uh-huh. right. for children in his church. Yeah. I mean, it's a big mega church, tons of money. Mm-hmm. I believe they hired a guy from—I don't know if it was from Pixar or Disney, somebody. They did—they—they they designed this children's ministry area, mm. like it was—it was it was up, it was done up big time. Okay, and they had a fire engine baptismal. Yeah. And so, if you—if your kids ever went to that church for youth camp or anything like that, they're coming home baptized. Mm. They're baptizing, you know, right. twenty thousand kids a year. Who doesn't want to go down the fire? You go down right. the fire's engine slide. You hit the water, and the confetti goes, and the sirens go, and uh, that's your baptism. Yeah. Who? What kid doesn't want to get baptized now? Right. My my uh, my pastoral leadership professor was actually a pastor down in Arkansas, in an area when this was going on, I believe in Bentonville, and so he his kids come back one summer. All of them baptized. Mm -hmm. So he had to like directly get involved. Right. And, you know, with his association and and write a letter and call and say, you'll remove every one of those baptisms from your roles. Every one of them, you'll remove them all, you know, or I'm going to take action. So he got it done. Uh, But of course, he's nobody in the association. He's nobody, Mm -hmm. of course. But now Ronnie Floyd, because his church is big, gives a ton of money Mm -hmm. toward this great commission above all else. So, if you give a ton of money, you get put in places of influence and power. So he climbs the ladder, and lo and behold, guess what he is now, George? Right. He's running the whole thing. It is. He never publicly repented of that. Oh, George, no. Ever. No, no. Now, he did take it down because mm-hmm. he got called out. <laughs> right. He never publicly repented yeah. of that. I would say that disqualifies you from the, holding the office of a pastor. I would if say you will so. allow that oh, to yeah. happen in your church, you're disqualified.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, rant over. But you. You uh, you know there. This goes out to all these Southern Baptist pastors. Yeah, you know, I'm not the I'm not the guy that gets gets these. These go out to everybody, mm-hmm. and this is going to strike home with a lot of, of people. They're gonna they're gonna read that and say, yeah, we need to get back to Great Commission cooperation. We're we're just fighting over all this stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just all this stuff is it's um, it's secondary. Yeah. And so we don't need to be fighting over this stuff. We just need to come back to the Great Commission. He he does this. Like, this is coming out now in preparation for the national convention that's going to meet over the summer. Yeah. Because they know <laughs> that there's some stuff coming yeah, up. That's right. That's going to be contentious. And so they're trying to they're trying to poison the well before they get there. Oh, you you know, we we just need to stop fighting over this stuff. Um and just get back to the Great Commission. And what we're saying is that if you don't fight over some of this stuff, you're getting the Great Commission wrong.
1: Exactly. But like the
0: Great Commission is not just get them baptized. The Great Commission is to make them disciples. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just doing a um, you know, a, a fire engine baptism, and you're getting them wet, but you're not actually discipling them, then you gonna, are failing the Great Commission. Then they're going to grow up and cheer for verdict. <laughs> right. They're so going to become pretty big as so it's not an either yeah. or. It's you have to contend for the faith. This is, this is what Jude says. We have to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. You can't just say, well, it's great commission. You just, you just got to make sure that they invite Jesus into their hearts so that they'll go to heaven when they die um, and ignore the fact that you've got people that come into the church and they are dividing the church based upon race. Mm-hmm. You've got people in the Southern Baptist Convention that are saying that whiteness is a problem.
1: Whiteness needs to be repented of, right? Yeah,
0: and they constantly want the Southern Baptist Convention to repent of racism of their past racism. They just keep bringing it up. How many times do you have to repent of past racism before there's actual forgiveness? Well, Forever. in critical race theory, there is no forgiveness because Forever. it's it's a it's a power structure. You're ne- you're never and you never, you never, you can't, you can't, you can't actually move past it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got people who are ignoring clear statements in the scriptures about the roles of men and women in the church. Yeah. Um, And they are, this is detrimental. You you can't say that, well, this, this is just a periphery issue. You don't have to worry about this because we just need to be about the great commission. Yeah. And, um, you know, Stephen Furtick, he's, he's a, he's an extreme example. Right. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised that there's if there's modalism being taught in Southern Baptist churches. Well, you and got people don't, and people don't even know about.
1: Well, it. Well, I already know you got you got women preaching in this association, right? In several of the churches in this yeah. local association, Stephen
0: Furtick's wife teaches. She yeah. preaches. It's mm. Beth Moore. Beth Moore. She goes around and preaches. She's to men. she's gotten on, to men on Sunday. Mornings. She flaunts it. Yeah, she flaunts it. Yeah, that's right. Um, she's also into and, mysticism. And if you. If you call this stuff out, then you're the misogynist.
1: Well, are we breaking the eleventh commandment right now?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: We break the eleventh. Absolutely, commandment.
0: we're calling we're calling people out by name. We're we're criticizing the the leadership. Yeah, we're yeah. breaking we're breaking the un the unspoken the unspoken rule yeah, the unspoken the yeah
1: that's the eleventh commandment. Yeah, for those listening, is you never criticize the SBC yeah. or those in leadership of the SBC because
0: if you do, you'll get blackballed. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened to James White. Mm-hmm. Uh, James White criticized someone who used to teach. He was one of my my seminary professors. Yeah, he criticized him, and he got he got blackballed. Yeah. Um, and um, what's what's so interesting? Steve Lawson. What's so? Oh yeah,
1: Steve Lawson may be the greatest, most dynamic, powerful preacher alive today. Mm. SBC will have nothing to do
0: with him. Right. Um. Yeah be the same with someone like Vody. Vodie Bacham. Vodie Bacham. They're not gonna they'd That's never right. invite him mm-hmm. to to speak. You've got John MacArthur, who's a Baptist. Yeah. Not a Southern Baptist, but he's a Baptist. Yeah. Probably the biggest name in the world. And no, they wouldn't invite him <laughs> anywhere because <laughs> You, you don't know what he's going to say. What's right? 50 years of faithful ministry, George? What is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's interesting is that when, when let's James... Let's invite
1: these guys who uh, started a church plant five years ago and they're, now their church plant blew up. Let, yeah. Let's listen to their advice. They're wise.
0: Right. <laughs> this, uh, this, nah, this, this, per, this professor that James White criticized years ago, um, he was still at Southern teaching. When I was there, he was, he was my New Testament theology professor. Um, he actually has left the SBC and he's become Lutheran. And that was the very thing that James White was criticizing him for. They didn't listen to James White. What was he they criticizing black, they, him for? His views on justification. Oh, okay. Um, they they criticized they criticized or James White criticized him. They blackballed James White. Kept the guy, and now he's a Lutheran. Like shameful. maybe James White was right. Yeah. shameful. And maybe maybe you should listen to some of these criticisms. Right. Um, this this is not. This is not the boy that cries wolf. Mm-hmm. maybe there actually are wolves, yeah, maybe there are actually people that we need to be warning against mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you can't you can't criticize or you it's it's the same thing that 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 Catholic priest was talking about. Why are all these bishops not speaking out? It's because they' cowardice because this, they'll lose <clears throat> their position
1: this this just feeds shallow mm-hmm. Christianity, right. I don't, I don't think that the leaders of the SBC really they're so disconnected from down on Earth, down in reality, yeah. down in the trenches to what it's like to be away from the seminaries, play from the places of power. <clears throat> I mean what they're creating, they're creating kids like what my kids go to school with. Now, I just told you mm-hmm. uh, earlier before this, oh, my son, who's 16, is really frustrated because he's I mean, he's a big kid dude, like six foot 190 pounds. He can run through a brick wall. He dominates football. Like every school in Southwest Oklahoma knows him by name because they have to plan to play against him. He's a monster, so no one's going to physically bully him. But he's at, at, like he's just tired of the constant. It's bullying, the uh, teasing, the nagging, because he's a Christian, right? Because he he he's a virgin. He's not done anything with girls. He could do anything with any girls he wants to. I mean, you know what I mean? He's not going to. He's trying to live the Christian life, and they just constantly at him. Uh, no drinking, no smoking, no drugs, and it, it's just built up so much. I'm like, who is it? Give me names. Give me names. And he's like, I can't give you names. It's everybody. I'm like, everybody? What about these people? These people? Whatever. These, you know, the other Christians. He's like, no, it's them too right so it's all the kids it's if you're listening to the podcast and your kids go to first baptist of cash or to first baptist west or any other or, or any other churches that feed those schools like it's your kids your kids are all sleeping with each other they're doing drugs and they're making fun of the real christians like that's what the sbc is building the SBC, through their through their youth group programs, through their Falls Creeks, they're building a shallow Christianity that actually persecutes real Christians for trying to follow Christ, right? That's real life. If you guys wanted a real life, raw example, there you have it. Right. So, you know, um, that's discouraging. How would you like to be one of the only people at your school um Actually trying to follow Christ and be a Christian. Well, all of these other people say they're Christians, and they're doing all these things and making fun of you for not doing them. That's the world our kids grow up in, right? Yeah. And if you homeschool your kids, that's fine too, but one day they're going to leave your house, they're going to go to college, they're going to experience the exact same things because college campuses are filled with these people. They're filled with shallow Christians, right? Um, And so your kids are going to be the weirdos. They're going to be ostracized. They're gonna be made fun of um and the s b c has contributed to this massively uh, when we criticized the Catholic Church a while ago, but now we're criticizing our own um it can't be great commission above all else I mean yes, we're all about the great commission, but it can't be that George yeah you got it's got to be about making actual real disciples that will follow Christ right so there you go. Was that too much information? No, I think that was good. I'm a little hyped about it.
0: I can tell. I wanted I names. You're all, you're I, wanted, little, I told you little, what I, about fired up I told
1: you. What I thought about doing is, I thought about going into some of these churches on youth group night and just rolling up and grabbing the mic <laughs> and being like, "Nah, zip, zip it. I got something to say." Don't do that. Why not?
0: It's creepy. We had <laughs> we had um, you know, we had the the church split three years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that was upset was upset that um, the college and youth members voted to to keep me, yeah, uh, as the pastor, right. And uh, she showed up on a Wednesday night. And she was interrogating them because she didn't believe that they were members of the church. Oh, just going around to vote. them individually. Yeah, yeah, it was creepy. It was she's, real trying creepy. To,
1: she's trying to create a tally of yeah of uh legitimate votes or not. Uh huh. She yeah. was running. She was. She was trying to pull a, uh, a, a, a re a revote. Yeah, a recount. you yeah. need a
0: recount. She, she, yeah, <laughs> she thought that. She thought it'd been rigged. She thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but this was a person that sat in my office and was telling me that she didn't believe that the New Testament was inerrant. <laughs> I was like, Here we go okay. back to shallow Christianity. back to shallow Christianity. She she thought. Uh, that the Old Testament was more authoritative, and I asked her. I asked her point blank, "What what do you think some of the some of the contradictions are?" And she brought up food laws. She, she brought up food laws. So I'm assuming that she uh, was kosher. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's just this shallow Christianity. I, Who J- else? JD Greer did the same thing. Well, hang on. Let's this go, go to JD week. Greer in a second. Okay.
1: Keep, tell me some more of the people that tried to vote you out of here, because I think this is another real example. Yeah. All right here, you come. An orthodox preacher preaching, Mm -hmm. and so tell us about some of the other people that tried to kick you out of this
0: uh, church. What they believed? Uh, Well, there was well one person that he didn't uh, he didn't stay to vote vote me out. He left before, Mm -hmm. Um, but he he uh, we actually had to have a meeting with him and the deacons because of the division that he was stirring up. Yeah, Um, unfortunately, uh, the guy with the most money in the church. Yeah. So, people were not wanting to say anything to him. Yeah. But he told me point blank that he didn't believe we were we were saved justified by grace alone. Yeah. You got to do something. That's what he said. Yeah. We're not saved by grace alone. You got to do something. Uh huh. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's, that's not, not good. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that's not right. good. That's not good at all. And
1: this is the church you came into. It's just a church that's right. un- unhealthy. It's filled with. People that have been grown up in yeah. the Baptist world and Baptist churches, and they are incredibly shallow. Yeah, uh, to put it even nicely. Yeah, uh, this guy, that guy, if he really believes that, he's not even a Christian, right? You, yeah, you can't believe you're saved by works and be a Christian, right?
0: So, I had people that thought that because we did catechism with our kids that we were Catholics, um, but then they criticized me for being a Calvinist. They couldn't even say Calvinism. Yeah. Um they, they were trying to combine Calvinism with Catholicism and they got this abomination <laughs> but they had no yeah. idea what they were talking about. Um no no clue what they were talking about. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it was just just shallow just shallow Christianity. Um from people that had been professing Christians for thirty, forty, fifty years. And it's it's just it it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's embarrassing that we would have churches that are filled with people that have been professing Christians for decades that don't know the first thing about what it means to be a Christian, because um, they're they're just shallow. Uh. And so, this, this, um, this call to great commission cooperation above everything else. The sentiment is good. Good. It's I think. the gospel above all. Yeah. I and
1: mean, they've they've repackaged this yeah. about ten different right. times. <laughs> right. It's all marketing it's, at this point. That's
0: good. That's a good that's a good focus. Yeah. We should be focused on the Great Commission on on making disciples because that is those are our marching orders. Right. Right. Um but it's not helpful the way that, they, that it's being framed, right? As if, as if there's not serious problems in the SBC that need to be dealt with in order for us to be faithful to the Great Commission, as as if these things are just the way they're, they're 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 framing it as if all these problems, all these things we're arguing about, are hindering the Great Commission, yes. Instead of polluting the way that we understand the Great Commission in the first place. Well, the
1: way they're setting it up, they're setting it up to even further silence people like us right? that have actual real concerns for long-term uh, health and mm-hmm. long-term Great Commission. They're too short-sighted, yeah. I think. The Church is often too short-sighted. Mm. What happens three generations from now, right? That's what we've got to be concerned about as well. Yeah. And uh, they're setting it up in that way where they can say, we're Great Commission above all else. You guys are just dividers. Yeah. You just care about all these other things, and so they'll just—that's just set up to where they can just push you to the side and silence you.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, JD Greer did the same thing. Yeah. Um, this past week, he's speaking at the executive committee meeting, and um, I didn't listen to the to his message. Um, I, I just read some of it. But he's he's addressing the same thing, um, and he's going so far as to say that um, these accusations he's calling them false accusations. there's video like, like there's receipts right. from these guys that are teaching um, things that are contrary to the, to the gospel. Um, you, you can't say that these are false accusations, but he mm-hmm. calls them he calls them demonic, and he says that there's a, a pharisaical Movement in the the SBC. Uh, One of the interesting things he said is that the Pharisees possessed correct doctrinal beliefs. (laughs) He said they possessed correct doctrinal beliefs but resisted the ministry of Jesus more than any other group because, quote, they were more concerned with preserving the purity of the nation than they were bringing in the outsider.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd say their doctrinal Uh, beliefs were a little bit off.
0: I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he's, um, he said, the problem is that many of our divisions are based on 90% misunderstandings, distortions, and often outright lies. And it's yeah. grieved me more than you can imagine.
1: Well, like I said before, when we did the JD Greer, uh, exercise, we did that at the early stages now of this podcast, or was that on the other podcast? I can't remember now. Anyway, remember he did the Bible whispers about sexual sin bit. Yeah, that's him. That's that's JD Greer. Well, he he that's, said he not said a he said
0: in calling for unity, he didn't want to water down doctrine. He said, "I'm not talking about communicating ambiguity on things that scriptures speak clearly on the sanctity of life and marriage, the sinfulness of homosexuality."
1: But he did. He's contradicting himself. Well, what he just there's said. a reason
0: for that. When he said the Bible whispers about sexual sin, he was in his church, right? When he's saying this, he's in front of his bosses.
1: Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, we see what's going on.
0: Um, he said, uh,
1: "I did an exercise on that. He that was a sermon of his on Romans chapter one. Yeah, right. Right. And so we uh, handed out to the elder, the elders in training. Yeah, or even the elders. So the elders, the lay elders, an assignment: exegete Romans one, come back, share it with the group." None of them came back with what he came back with. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. You can't. It's not in the text. Right.
0: He said, let me state clearly CRT critical race theory is an important discussion and I'm all for robust theological discussion about it for something as important as what biblical justice looks like. We need to be careful, robust Bibles open on our knees, um, discuss, discussing it, but we should mourn when closet racist and neo-Confederates feel more at home in our churches than do many of our people of color. I would agree. The problem is they just throw out these generalizations right. name names. Like let's get rid of I them. I want
1: to know the names of the pastors. Yeah, let's get rid of and them. And the I, churches. I agree.
0: Let's do it. There are there's not any. Let's do it today. There
1: there <laughs> get, are get rid of Name them. the church where there's neo Confederates. <laughs> yeah. And they don't allow people of color. I'll help you go there and confront the pastor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, he said, Brothers and sisters, I wish I could write some version of that statement over the doors of every Southern Baptist church in America. We ought not make it hard for Democrats to come to Jesus. We shouldn't make it hard for Republicans to come to Jesus or blacks or Latinos or Northerners or Southerners. At the end of the day, if we're people who put the gospel above all, our gospel is too precious and our mission is too urgent to let anything stand in our way. Yeah. I got uh, hey, hey, hey hey.
1: Hey, here's news. I got news. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. It's easy to come to Jesus, but it's also the hardest thing in the world. Right. That's why it's called the narrow way. Uh Broad is the road and easy is the way that leads to destruction. Right. Right? Hard is the way. Narrow and the narrow hard way leads to life and few find it. Count the cost. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Die to yourself to be my disciple. Guess what happened to the crowd when Jesus said that, George? You got like 3,000 people following Jesus. He's like, oh, hang on. I got too many people. Hey, uh, (laughs) check this out. Yeah unless you're not willing to take up your cross daily and die to follow me, you can't be my disciple. Right. Crowd disperses. Yeah. Goodbye. It
0: it is it, it it is hard for democrats to come to Jesus. You have to repent of those those ideas and those moral t- those moral um values that are contrary to the gospel. Yeah. It's hard for republicans to come to Jesus because you got to get rid of those those moral values and you got to get away from those ideologies that right. are contrary to the gospel. It's it is hard.
1: It's hard in that sense,
0: yeah, but
1: it's easy in the mm-hmm. sense that there's no work required, right? Right. All you have to simply do is lay down everything. Lay down everything. Like if you're, yeah. if all of your beliefs and your ideologies, they're weapons of your warfare in your rebellion against this king. Yeah. And he says, lay them all down. Yeah. Drop them. Come to me freely. The way and, that
0: the way he's framing it, we ought not make it hard for Democrats to come to Jesus. We shouldn't make it hard for Republicans to come to Jesus. But he says that um, it, it should grieve us that. That racists and neo Marx or neo uh, confederates have, have are more comfortable in our churches. You you should apply it here also. He uh-huh. needs to drop that down. We shouldn't make it hard for racist and neo confederates to come to Jesus either. Uh-huh. So what we're saying is not a Democrat can't become a Christian. We're saying that once you're a Christian, Jesus says, "Follow me." That's right. And that means you have to repent of of believing that. Um, Everything a, that you bo- a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy. Yes, you have to repent and follow Jesus, and that means recognizing that the baby in the womb is an image bearer. And the same thing to a racist. You, absolutely,
1: you want to come to Jesus, repent mm-hmm. of your racism, right? Lay it down, give it up, and follow Christ.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and if we're not preaching the whole gospel that Jesus says. If you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross daily and and die. We're not doing the Great Commission. We're not doing the Great Commission. We, We need to preach the whole gospel and not just part of it. That's right. Right.
1: That's good, George. Well, we're about out of time, man. Why don't you uh, wrap this thing up okay. for us? Well, I'm going to cue the music. How okay. about that? <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today for, uh, for Free for All. I hope that it was beneficial to you. I hope that it's um, maybe convicting of our own shallowness because all of us need to be growing in the, the knowledge of who Christ is. We need to be um, searching the scriptures. We need to be diligent to, uh, to be students of the word. We need to be workmen who are uh, not ashamed. And so I hope that this has been convicting. I hope it's been encouraging also to you. And uh, if it has, please leave us a comment, like, share, subscribe, um, share it with your friends and neighbors. Go out and have gospel conversations that are preaching the whole gospel to people because the only hope for this world is Christ. And uh, so we hope that this, as always, has helped you to become more conformed to Christ.